What's up, folks? Welcome to a new episode of TNE, the Nirvana Experience. I'm the host, Ken Desmond. And uh, today uh, was supposed to be an episode with me and, you know, Rocky had recorded together, but some stuff came up and she ain't feeling too well. Uh, so what's it going to be me this week? Uh, um, I really didn't prepare nothing because I was just like, like how me and Rocky relationship is. When we talk, we just can talk about and then everything, so I was just gonna let this shit flow, honestly. So, uh, let's see what we can talk about. See, um, I'm texting, I'm texting J9. Uh, <laughs> I'm texting J9. Um, he giving me ideas and topics and stuff what to talk about this week on TNE. All right, um, one of his suggestions we'll talk about, uh, Dragon Ball Z, Tikaichi 4. And uh, honestly, bro, I forgot that game was even coming out. These folks announced this game. When they announced it, they only showed, they only showed Goku going Super Saiyan Blue. It was only a couple seconds. And after that, they ain't said nothing else about the game. They ain't showed nothing else. They ain't talked about nothing else. They ain't promoting it or nothing. So I so it, it made me actually forget all about that motherfucking game to be honest. But what I hope, what I, what I really really hope is um is for the game to actually be like Tenkaichi. I want it to be like Raging Blast because if, it, if, it, if it's if it's gonna play like Raging Blast, it might as well be Raging Blast Three. I don't want it to be like Xenoverse. If it have any type of Xenoverse type shit in there, it might as well gonna be Xenoverse Three. I need this joint exactly like Tenkaichi, but with some new, you know, new, new, new shit up in it, bruh. Cause when you think about it, for those people who played Tenkaichi one, two, and three, easier from two thousand five over to two thousand seven, they came out with Tenkaichi game. Each one of them played exactly the same, but it added new stuff to make the game feel so new, but at the same time feel familiar. And that's how Tenkaichi four need to be. Everybody still need to have their same type of fighting style, but but different at the same time. And it need to be like 10K each. Like, you should be able to transform in the middle of the matches. Um, I don't want none of that creative character. Like, I don't want creative character shit inside 10K each because at this point, it's Xenoverse. I don't want to play no fucking Xenoverse 3. I want to play 10K each or 4. So I don't want no creative character shit in the game. I don't want none of this shit. I just want some new stuff to make the game fun, have replay value. Um, rollback Nico for online play, and that's about it. Just have a good old Tenkaichi game, bro. It shouldn't be that hard. It shouldn't be that hard to do. Um, uh, while I'm talking about games, okay, so more to come back, more to come back one bit now for about two weeks now, and um, it's been brought to my attention. It's been brought to my attention that it's a bug in the game. And not just any old bug. It's one of those bugs that's kind of like changed the gameplay altogether. Bruh, the game. All right, so on the player two side, 
the hitbox is smaller than it is on the player one side, which means if you on play on the player one side, you're able to do certain combos and, and do certain things and the hits to connect. But on the player two side, you try to do the same combo and to do the same stuff, it won't connect because the box around the, the character hand and fist ain't big enough. And that's a major problem. That's a major, major problem. Now, as of this recording, I'm recording on Thursday, September 28th. So tomorrow, Friday, the new update post will go live where the game is fixed, where they fixed that problem. But the thing is, QA should have been able to catch that from the beginning. Like before there was even a problem and everything, when they doing the testing and everything, before the game even went go, QA was supposed to test it. But I guess it's it's so unusual that, you know, even, you know, the game tester didn't even catch it. But um, it's been many times where I'm playing the game online and I'm on the player two side and I'm trying to down one. Uh, and down one is like if you're on PlayStation, down square on Xbox, down X. Um, so I'm trying to down one. And mine is completely missing. But the other person stuff, they able to poke me out of everything. There have been times where I dropped my combo and everything on the player two side, and I'm thinking I'm just being garbage the whole time. And I connected because the system fucked up. Now, ain't no major tournaments going on right now. There's some tournaments going on because a lot of MK1 tournaments going on right now. But the people who don't play a two side, you know, they have a legitimate reason to be like, I got cheated. I got cheated. My uh, my hitbox stuff wasn't proportionate. I need a rematch. Completely reasonable. It's just, it's, I can't believe they just released the game like this. But in the modern age, something can be wrong with the game. And um, like they finna do now, they finna release a patch and fix that shit. But overall, but overall, no lie, I already got like 70-some hours in the game. And for a game that's been out two weeks, that's a lot of time put into one game, bro. I literally, like, go to work, come home, read a little scripture or whatever. After I finish doing all that important stuff, I'm on more to come back for 99%, 99% of the time when I get home. Um... Yesterday and today, well, I'm lying. Yesterday, I played Mortal Kombat all, almost all day, almost. Um, and today, I played, uh, and last night, I played, you know, Red Evil Separate Rays a little bit. And today, I've been on Mortal Kombat. Uh, man, like I said, today we just. We're just winging it. Let's find let's find some shit to talk about. Let's find some shit to talk about. Because I'm completely unprepared. So we finna find stuff to talk about together. I ain't saying a lie. Alright. Uh uh. Oh yeah, before before I even go any farther. Before I go any farther. Yesterday I had a situation come up. Alright. situation calls for me to go handle some business for one of my loved ones and stuff like that. And um, when I look at the analytics 
for uh, TNA. It's people all the way in Russia and Singapore and stuff like that. Listen to the show. But it's a whole lot of people, a whole lot of people, a good over 500 people that are reoccurring listeners listen to TNA in Memphis, Tennessee. So I want to make this clear. I'm all down for, you know, when people be in a relationship, arguments going to happen, right? It's going to be sometimes where when you're a man, your woman get on your nerve. It's going to be sometimes when, when you're a woman, your man get on your nerve. Men and women have different things that they do that irritates the opposite sex. One thing that should never, ever come into play is disrespect. That should never, ever, ever come into play. Because throughout all the arguing and all that type of shit, y'all ain't going to argue forever. So when it, when y'all get, when y'all be heated and y'all find the cool down and everything, y'all be right back in each other's face. So you have to remember that all the shit that you said during the argument, the person you said it to ain't going to forget it. Right? So, for instance, if you're a woman and you feel like your man lacking somewhere, y'all arguing about it, and you call him a ain't shit weak ass nigga, and y'all and y'all through arguing, and y'all be back in each other's face. That man gonna remember that shit. He be like, damn, she really said I ain't shit. She really did said I'm a weak ass nigga. Vice versa. If you a man and your woman get you get into it with your woman and all the type of shit. And you call her a bitch or a hoe or, or anything like that. She, trust me, she gonna keep record of that, and she gonna remember that shit. The thing that folks need to remember is that when you go through situations like that in relationships, especially with women, and you call yourself trying to bully a woman, calling her a bitch or a hoe. And all that type of shit, and she ain't used to that, like used to that type of shit. She didn't grow up in that environment or nothing like that, and she got folks in her family that she can call to help her. You need to rethink your actions, bro. I understand that some some of these women out here deserve to be called bitches and hoes and shit. They do, sad to say, but don't say it to their face unless they like blatant, like blatantly disrespecting you and trying to do shit to harm you and shit like that. If y'all just arguing in y'all relationship, bro, don't call her no bitch or no hoe. Because from personal experience, she can get real ugly when she call her brothers. You know what I'm saying? And if her brothers ain't tolerating that shit and they be on that hot shit and they be real quick to blow their temper, bro, she can get ugly real fast. Real fast. So, before you think about calling this lady out her name or disrespecting her like that, you should think like, man, this shit ain't even working. Let me just go on and go over there and just chill out, man. I ain't even... Especially if you call yourself loving this woman. If you love a woman, you ain't gonna call her a bitch or a hoe. You ain't gonna call her her name. Even when you mad at her, you gonna respect her. Same thing, vice versa for one woman. If you mad with this man 
and y'all arguing and shit and you calling my name. The worst thing to me personally, the worst thing a woman can call me is a bitch. If a woman call me a bitch ass nigga, like that make me so fucking mad. That's why I can't be with a woman that that do shit and say shit like that and talk to me like that. Because that'll make me too a fucking upset. I ain't gonna no lie. So the only reason I'm even saying something about this is because shit. Like I said, I, I some stuff came up and I had to I had to do something. But um I got nieces and one day if the Lord sees fit, I may have me a daughter. And I ain't playing with none of these niggas when it come down to disrespect to my baby or my nieces. So now that I got that out of my system, let's find something to talk about. All right. Let's get on my favorite website where I can find news and worthy shit to talk about. Oh, yeah. Before I say something, this shit just popped into my head. This shit just popped into my head. I know y'all know who Charleston White is, right? That nigga be saying some real shit sometimes, and sometimes he be bullshitting. But the time where he be on point, when he ain't playing and doing that character type shit, he be saying some real nigga shit. And a lot of folks can't take that shit. And I be, because I be sitting, I'm sitting here listening to this shit. I'm like, man, I'm like, man, okay. Okay. Especially when he started talking about, um, Especially when he started talking about shit like, uh, uh, what's that shit that man said? When, when they were talking about the, uh, I just watched it yesterday. It was, he was he was doing an interview with a, like a, a gay black woman. She was a stud. She had like dread, uh, long hair or something, had a hat on. And she was like some type of feminism type shit. And he was on her head. Uh, she was trying to say stupid shit. And he was like, he was like, nah. He was like, oh yeah, he was like, can't no woman tell me how to be a man that wasn't raised by a man. And he was like, and can't no woman tell me how to be a man? That's a woman. He was like, you a woman. How can you tell me about being a man? I'm like, that shit true. So Charlton White, that nigga be saying, he be like, throughout all the bullshit he be doing, because some of that shit be bullshit. Be bullshit and shit to like get views and attention and all that type of shit. But uh, outside of that, that man real deal be, that man real deal be uh, speaking facts. I ain't even saying a lie. So, um, now that I'm, I got that off my mind, that shit popped into my head right before, right before it's time for me to start doing some research. All right. So I came across this article. Uh, I, I didn't know this. Uh, I heard about it. I had heard about it on the news a little bit when my, when my grandparents were watching the news, but I ain't really paying attention to what they were saying. So apparently President Biden supposed to be getting impeached. They trying to impeach the president. And, uh... I want to know why, because this really, this really my uh, first time hearing about him being impeached. Okay, it's a it's a Biden impeachment full coverage of the Republicans' first open hearing. Democrats say the GOP has failed to produce any evidence of the president's wrongdoing. So my question is. Why is the GOP, the Republicans, trying to impeach Joe Biden anyway? Why are the Republicans? 
Okay, let's let's find out. Cause uh, I don't know. Cause it's actually my first time hearing about it. I ain't saying a lot. All right, let's see. I'm gonna find out. All right, it says, it says, what article am I reading? I'm from the, what is this? The Guardian. And this, this article um, was written by Joan Greve, Thursday, September 28th, which is, oh, that was today. Okay. Republicans clamor to impeach Biden. Six key things you need to know about the first hearing. Okay, let's see. Republicans had okay. Republicans had pointed to a couple of falsehood in Biden's public statements about his son business dealings to justify their impeachment inquiry. For example, during the 2020 presidential campaign, Biden alleged that his son had never made any money off business transactions in China. That was later contradicted by Hunter Biden himself, who testified in court that he had earned a substantial sum from China-based clients. So what so so they trying to impeach him for shit that his son did? Okay. They say another Republican great focused on a twenty fifteen dinner attended by Hunter Biden and a Burisma executive Vatnam Pohaski. what the fuck type of name is that? All right. In twenty twenty, the New York Post reported on emails obtained from a laptop formerly owned by Hunter Biden which suggested that he arranged for his father to meet Posharski at the dinner. Biden's team said that the meeting did not occur, while other attendees at the dinner told the Washington Post that the then-Vice President only stopped by briefly to visit Alex Carlotos, these niggas' names ugly, a, a leader in the Greek Orthodox Church. Archer could, uh, contradicted the characterization telling investigators he had dinner. Regardless of those specific details, the right-wing accusation that Biden engaged in a widespread corrupt scheme with his son to financially enrich himself remains unproven. Oh, okay. So basically what they're saying is, okay, so they're trying to impeach President uh, Joe Biden because they think he had uh, parts in his son doing corrupt stuff with outside uh, agencies to get rich. Okay. I'm surprised that ain't even all over my uh all over my timeline. Cause I didn't even I didn't even know this was even happening. So um this here's my thing. Bruh, why why is they trying to impeach the president for shit that his son doing? Now, if he had knowledge of what his son was doing and he's involved in this shit, and he, you know, you know going against the country's like policies and commentary and all that type of shit of course impeach that nigga because he doing shit i don't know nothing about all this politics shit but that don't sound like that type of shit don't sound right i know a little bit about political issues but i ain't have time to sit here and, and actually learn more about this particular situation and um he um still reading from the same article the guardian uh could biden be removed from offices that seems virtually impossible at this point currently house republicans do not have the votes to impeach biden 
given their narrow majority and differing views over the inquiry within their conference. Even if the House did impeach Biden, 60 senators would have to vote to convict Biden to have the president removed from office. The odds of that happening are slim to none with Democrats in control of the Senate. Yeah, it's over. They ain't, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't, they ain't trying to, <laughs> they ain't finna get this man up out of office. He, what, this year, the rest of this year, and all the way up until next year, he's still a president. Now, the presidential campaign uh, starts really next year, and a new president get elected. Now, um, I'm going to be covering a whole lot of that on TNE because I'm going to be, like, even though I really don't care about, like, stuff like, like, who become president and all that type of shit, it be intriguing me, like, what the EFO be saying and bringing up about each other during the presidential campaigns and, uh, and debates and shit. So I'm going to cover a lot, like, around about this time next year, I'm going to be covering a whole lot more about who the uh runners for the, the GOP and the Democrat office is next year to become the president of the United States. I'm gonna cover that next year. But uh for right now uh <laughs> Donald Trump said impeach the bond Trump warrant or fade into oblivion. Shit. Alright. See Donald Trump he ain't playing with any like he he loved this shit. And I want that I never understood, bro. For the longest, for the longest, for the longest. I thought to be the president of the United States, you had to go to school, be involved in politics your whole life, your whole career and shit. And then when you hit a certain age, run for presidency. And if you win, you win. Bro, Donald Trump ain't no damn politician, bro. This nigga ran for president, was able to um, convince convinced the uh, Republican that he was going to make America great again and won that shit. He really, he really did want that shit. <laughs> that, that's really that cold shit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I forgot all about this. I, I forgot all about this. So, uh, my, my, uh, my, my sister was telling me about this earlier. Uh, the, uh, the government might be shutting down. They they talking about shutting the government down. Or what's it called? Um uh oh uh, yeah, shutting down the government. I'm dumb ahead. My my, my brain wants stupid ahead right quick. Uh I don't know why they trying to shut the government down. Uh I feel like I feel like it's really some, some over some bullshit to be honest. Let's see. Let's see, let's see. That's it. I'm trying. I'm trying to see what they say because I don't want to read nothing, and it be wrong. They say as of midday Wednesday. I'm reading from what is this? The Fresno B, part of the McClatchy Media Network. It said as of midday Wednesday, a shutdown this weekend appeared nearly certain. And, and Kevin McCartney has not been able to stop momentum towards the eventuality. Uh, Kevin McCartney is uh, a house speaker for Bakersfield. Um, hard right members of McCartney Republican caucus continue to oppose any office, uh, efforts to pass budget bills or even a stop gap measure to keep the U.S. government from running out of money in the final minutes of Saturday. When a new fiscal year begins at 12.01 a.m. Sunday, 
non-essential government offices will be closed. Due to the super slim majority Republicans hold in the House, McCarthy needs almost every GOP member to vote his way to get any legislation approved. Democrats are not going to help him. Members of the so-called Freedom Caucus, ultra-right representative in the GOP, have refused to go along and have stymied McCarthy pushed to get bills approved or even stopgap known as continuing resolution consider. Yeah, I, I remember somebody saying something about that uh, at work Friday, but I was like, what the fuck is this man talking about? So basically what he's trying to do is stop the uh, government from closing, from closing down this weekend. So that means non-essential government offices will be closed. I don't know what it considers a non-essential government office. I think like, like, non-essential government offices. I need to know what that is. I need to know what that is. So, non-essential. Yeah, like I said, this episode today is just me just looking for shit so while i'm talking to y'all i'm on my computer and i'm looking looking for shit to i'm looking i'm looking for shit so just bear with me we're gonna have these episodes like this i ain't really prepared because i ain't expect this shit to happen Okay, so non-essential government offices are places like uh, public parks and shit like that. Okay, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't know that. I didn't know that. So parks and what else? Parks, uh, okay, it's a non-essential. This stuff is like parks, barbershops. How is a barbershop a uh, a government non-essential building? Okay, that's some that's some bullshit. Okay, see, I'm I'm actually glad that I did. I'm doing it like this episode because now I'm finding out shit that uh I didn't even know that was going on. Because lately, like I said, my priorities have been kind of fucked up. I've been on more to come back. But uh ain't going to be like that no more. I'm, I'm, I'm going to get back on my shit and start back looking at the news. It just be so depressing, bro. It be so depressing looking at the news or reading about the news because I guarantee you, every time we read some news or something, somebody dying, somebody robbing somebody or somebody killing somebody or, so, or, so, or something happening to people. And to be honest, constantly reading and looking at that type of shit is draining. Like, it, like it take a it take a lot on your like. I don't know about y'all, but it take a lot. It, it, it's a toll on me. I'm like, man, these motherfuckers just, god damn. All right, it's a the government a government shutdown one stop air travel, but it can make it worse. 
I ain't been at the airport since 2020, I mean 2019, when me and Carhead went to California. You know, that was right before the pandemic. So I don't even know how the um, airports are now. It's a long lines at the airport, flight delays, and other problems might pile up if the government shuts down. The U.S. air travel system is huge and complicated, and it could show down. It could show significant signs of stress in the event of a federal government shutdown. Huh. <clears throat> As the hours tick by without any indication of progress on a new funding bill, it looks more and more likely that the government will shut down at twelve oh one. Eastern on Sunday, many federal programs and agencies will have to stop funding and their workers will be furloughed. Man, Man I ain't know that shit was like that, but sure. For people who don't know what uh 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 furlough means it's, it's basically like a it's basically like a temporary leave of absence, like you know, you just go on a leave of absence, basically. And it could be short or it could be long. So that's basically what furlough means. Um, Federal Aviation Administration employees, such as air traffic controllers, transportation safety administration employees, like security screeners, will be expected to report to work but not get paid. What the? F- so the TSA employees... That's, that's, that's what the, uh, you know, Transportation Safety Administration is, TSA, for to be at the airport. If the if the federal government shut down, the TSA employees will still have to come to work but not get paid to go. Bro, what type of shit is that? What the fuck? All right, it's a, right, a why those people would get back paid sometime after the government gets funded again. They are, they are not likely to be happy about delayed paycheck. And if the shutdown drags on, more of them will probably stay at home. They will contribute to flight delays and cancellations. I don't blame them. Because one thing I'm not going to do is go to fucking work for free, bro. Hell fucking no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. Hell no. Nah. They say the nonprofit U.S. Travel Association said earlier this month, that a shutdown can cause consumers to eliminate $140 million a day in travel spending, will uh, worsen flight delays and increase screening line. Huh. It could also push back crucial modernization work at U.S. airports that are in poor condition. The group said that according to a survey conduct- conducted by Opsos, 60% of Americans said they would cancel or avoid air travel during a shutdown. Man. I don't know what the fuck going on, but... I don't know. So, these folks... I don't blame them, folks. If, 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 if I was had to come to work and not get paid, bro, I'm, I'm going to choose not to go to work. Every time. I'm not doing none of this shit for free. Fuck that. Fuck that. See, didn't I just didn't I just say this? I just said this type of shit happened. I just said it. I just said the reason I don't like looking at the news because somebody's always dying or somebody always killing somebody and it's depressing and it's hard. I I, I can't believe this shit. All right, so 
Uh, all right. So, I'm reading an article. I see it's a student gunman kills three in Rottendam University shooting. Let's see what this have to say. Dutch police have arrested a 32-year-old suspect in the shooting death of three people in Rotterdam on Thursday. Police said a gunman fatally shot a 39-year-old woman and her 14-year-old daughter in their home, then set the building on fire. The girl was taken to hospital, where she died from her injuries. Police spokesperson Fred Westerbeek said the suspect then made his way to Rotterdam Medical Center University Hospital. Once there, he entered a classroom and shot a 43-year-old male teacher, who also died from his injuries. A hospital employee was at work when the shooting took place. We heard that there was a shooting. First, we all had to stay inside, and then suddenly, we all had to go outside. I was working with children, and we had to get them all out of the consulting rooms, and then we ran outside. The suspect was arrested near the hospital, where he also started a fire. Westerbeek said he was apprehended with a firearm in his pocket and was wearing a bulletproof vest. He added that the suspect was a student who acted alone and called his actions targeted, but did not provide a motive. We are proud to... Uh, and what was this in? This was in... I don't know where Rotterdam University is located. I don't know. But this man, real, see, this is what I was talking about. This nigga went inside. Oh, so it's in Dutch, a uh, Dutch city, wherever that's it. All right, so like y'all heard, 32 year old dude killed a 39 year old woman and her daughter, which was 14 years old. Both of them succumbed to their injuries in the hospital. Then he went to um, a hospital, university, and shot a forty-three-year-old teacher. And and before he did that, he was he was he he had set the woman's house on fire, and he was trying to uh, uh, set the uh, hospital on fire. That's where he got apprehended. Bro, these are the final days, bro. These are the last days, bro. Folks can't, folks can't tell me these at the last day, bro. I, I know they is. I know they is. These are the last days, bro. Because, like, it ain't no way in hell. Like, every time we turn around, it's always somebody, bro. It's always somebody doing a mass shooting, killing multiple people at one time. Look, this don't happen before. Like, you know, this country got a history of mass murders and all that type of shit. But as far as on, a, like, a civilian level where... The average person can go out there and get uh, uh, an assault rifle or whatever type of weapon they choose to get and go into these places and go to these folks' house and all that type of shit and just randomly just start killing people. That's how you know these are the last days, bro. Because, like, this shit getting more and more wicked, bro. More and more wicked. And I just, I'm just, I'm just ain't with this shit. I'm just ain't with this shit. That's why you, that's why you got to be careful nowadays. Uh, let me read this. See, I'm I'm, I'm constantly finding stuff. Uh, let's see. 
It says the USDA predicts that SNAP and WIC benefits in some areas could run out in as a little of, as a few days if the government shuts down. God damn. So if the government shut down, folks who were expecting EBT benefits and all that type of and SNAP benefits and WIC for their babies and shit, they can be gone now. See, now shit finna get real serious now because it's affecting the people who in need. And people be depending on they uh on their benefits because that's how they feed their families and their kids and you know their babies and stuff. Let's see what this news article has to say. What this is. Uh what what news station this is? All right, this is MSNBC. All right, let's see. The federal government helps fund two programs to provide food for low-income people. But some are wondering what will happen to food stamps if Congress can't agree on a new spending plan and the government shuts down. So let's verify. Could food stamp benefits run out during a government shutdown? Our sources are the U.S. Department of Agriculture, the Committee for a Responsible Federal Budget, and Agriculture Secretary Tom Vilsack. There are two food stamp programs the Supplemental Nutrition Assistance Program, or SNAP, and a separate program for women, infants, and children, or WIC. The USDA estimates SNAP has a contingency funding through the end of October, but WIC will run out much faster. Some states may have leftover WIC benefits that have not been spent, which could extend it for a week or so in that state, but the vast majority of WIC participants would see an immediate reduction and elimination of those benefits. So, yes, food stamp benefits could run out during a government shutdown. During the last shutdown in 2018, Congress passed a special funding bill to keep food stamps running for 30 days. A similar bill to fund the programs for three months was recently introduced in the House, but so far, hasn't passed. With your Verify, I'm Brandon Lewis. Man. See, if the government was to shut down, bro, and these in these states and these different states run out of funding for the week for the baby, you know, week for the baby food and all that type of shit, and the food stamp, stamp benefits for the folks who in need, like like they said, the lower income family and shit. Man, bro, you thought niggas was getting over and robbing folks and crime stuff? It's gonna get ten times worse than that because at this point, at this point, folks gotta eat. Folks gotta eat at this point. Man, I just, I just, this country, bro. What is this? All right, so you know, I'm still, look, I'm still on the uh, internet, just looking around for uh, stuff for us to talk about. Uh, all right, so I'm looking at the uh article. It say it asks, would would a government shutdown stop or delay Social Security payment? See that's 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 a that's some major shit there, and uh, a correspondent from the, from the United States government uh, responded, "A government shutdown would not stop or impact Social Security checks." Oh, okay, because if that, if that was the truth, man, that shit there would, man. Oh wait, okay, the Associated Press. Okay. Uh, I found the article about a man killing a Baltimore tech CEO. 
the Associated Press uh, is reporting on it. Let's see what these folks got to say. We're here to announce the arrest of Jason Dean Billingsley for the September 25th murder of La Pava Lapeer and the September 19th arson in Edmondson Avenue. Billingsley was taken into custody in Bowie at approximately 11 o'clock last night by our Warrant Apprehension, Apprehension Task Force, U.S. Marshals Capital Area Regional Fugitive Task Force, Maryland State Police, Baltimore County Police, Prince George's County Police, Howard County Police and ATF, as well as Bowie State University Police and D.C. Metro Police. We have information to believe that the victims from Edmondson Avenue were targeted by the suspect, that the suspect knew the victims, and he went into that location for a uh, criminal reason. We know that the victim and suspect were known to each other. In reference to the homicide of Ms. Lapierre, we are still processing all evidence to determine exactly what occurred. We do know that there was no forced entry in the apartment building, as this was a secured building. We don't know if there are any connections previously to Ms. LaPierre or Mr. Billingsley. All right, so now they're showing the mugshot. And in the mugshot, they say, Billingsley was released from prison last October after earning good behavior credits to reduce the time he served for a 2013 sexual assault. This man, what the fuck? This man crazy as hell. It is very clear uh, that this individual uh, posed a substantial danger, that he had been non-compliant and was clearly violating the terms of his supervision after being released. And that alone uh, should be enough to make sure that we keep him off the streets. All cases go in front of the grand jury. And if and when the grand jury gives us the indictments, my office will file life without the possibility of parole. I know this arrest does not bring back Pavel appear or take away the heels of the many victims of Mr. Billingsley. Um, but my hope is at least we can give a sense of closure to the city of Baltimore, the, the victims of all of his crimes and all their families. All right, so he was convicted for first degree murder for the death of Pavel appear. She looked like she was young. A little young woman. And it says, since last week, as a suspect. Oh, okay. It says, since last week, he was uh, convicted in a separate uh, separate uh, case for rape and arson. So he he did a bid back in 2013, or I think it was before 2013, but he got out in 2013 for good behavior and shit like that. And got out. And a couple years, well, 10 years later, he started doing this shit. And well, it, ain't, it really ain't no telling when he started, but. As of today, September 28th, as of today, he got convicted. Now, uh, bruh, he got a rape case, a, rep, a separate rape and arson case, and he got a murder case from the uh, Pablo Lapierre uh, lady. Bruh, just, just, just bury his ass in the uh, jail, bruh. Just throw his ass in there and just forget all about him. Yeah, that's, that's the best thing to do. That's the best thing to do. Man, see again. This what I be saying again. That the news is it's just crazy, bro. I'm telling you, if you look at the news, just look at stuff that happened recently in the news, bro. All of it is like death and shit. Look at this. Look at this. Now this is a mother of suspect, Jason. 
what's his business in the bed so certain turned himself into the Baltimore police. This was a this this was a day ago. So today they couldn't today they got him. Uh Jason um Bennisley. They got him today. This dude who we were just talking about uh that uh had the separate rape and uh arson case and he just got charged for killing Pava Lapierre. So uh this was today and the video I'm about to play now is from yesterday from the Baltimore News cop. Apparently this happened in Baltimore. Hey, Rick, we not only looked into his background, but we also spoke with his mother by phone today. She was very emotional when we talked to her. She said that her son was really trying to change his life around when he got out of prison. She is shocked by these allegations that are against him right now, and she tells us that she has no clue where he is tonight. As the manhunt continues for Jason Billingsley, Turn yourself in. his mother, Scarlett Billingsley, is begging for him to come forward. WJZ spoke with her by phone. I told him uh, he needs to turn himself in. But I really don't think she's going to do that because you're scared. She says she found out her son was the suspect in the brutal murder of tech CEO Pava LaPere from friends and then seeing his face on TV. I screamed. I cried. I can't understand what happened that he would. Do something like that. She tells WJZ she last heard from Jason on Tuesday. I don't know where he is. He don't even call me because I've been trying to call him and talk to him. He texted me one time, said that he's okay. Baltimore police are frantically searching for Billingsley. They say he's extremely violent based on his criminal past. Court records show he pleaded guilty to first-degree assault in 2009 when he was 18. In 2011, he was convicted of second-degree assault and served two years in prison. After he was released, just months later in 2013, Billingsley was convicted of a rape attempt. The sentence was 30 years, meaning a 2043 release. But records show 16 years of that sentence was suspended and he was given five years probation and had to register as a sex offender. During a news conference Tuesday, Mayor Brandon Scott said point blank, Billingsley should still be in prison. The conviction should be the conviction, and we have to make sure that folks are held accountable in every single way because we are tired of talking about the same people committing the same kind of crimes over and over again. Meanwhile, Billingsley's mother, still in disbelief of the accusations against her son, is offering a tearful apology to LaPere's family. I am so sorry that this happened to her. And if my son did it, I really apologize because I don't know what would happen to make him do that. And Scarlett Billingsley tells us that she has not spoken with Baltimore police yet about her son. Again, police are out right now. They are frantically searching for Billingsley. They say if you see him or know where he is, they do not want you to approach him. They want you to call 911 immediately. Reporting live tonight in Baltimore, Jessica Albert for WJZ. My, see, this this goes back to what I just said. It goes back to what I just said bro i just said this man was uh he need to be up under the jail and i just said that he got out in 2013 because of good behavior but i didn't know that he was constantly going in and out of jail for violent assault charges and raping women and shit they need to throw this nigga up under the jail and forget you know forget about this man because he don't know how to act right then nigga gonna have too many chances bro he don't have too many chances Whew. man I like I like these type of episodes where 
I'm unprepared and I'm just talking and we looking for shit to talk about. Let's see. What else we can talk about? You know what? At this point, uh, as of right now, yeah, I'm kind of late doing what I need to do. So what, what I'm gonna do now? I'm just we're gonna call we're gonna call it uh we're gonna call it a day for this week's episode of TNE, the Nirvana Experience. Um, before I get out of here, I want to give a shout out to um. Like I said, to Raquel, because um, she was supposed to do the episode today, but she couldn't make it because, uh, you know, other shit came up and she got busy. Um, As always, I want to give a shout out to all the people that take their time out to listen to the show. All the reoccurring listeners, all the new listeners, I appreciate all y'all because y'all make the show possible for what it is. Uh, Honestly, even if I didn't have a lot of people listening to the show, I'd still be doing it because... This is something that I love to do. Like I haven't been passionate about something like this since uh, I was a teenager and in my early twenties, calling myself a rapper. But uh, I appreciate all y'all. Uh, hit up the socials, TNE Beyond on uh, X, which used to be Twitter. Uh, on um, TikTok, uh, I'm not in control of the socials. Uh, Jay Jamal, uh, the show producer, is so he, you know. He'll see what y'all. Cause I'm not. He'll see what y'all. If y'all engage with the social, he'll be able to see what y'all talking about and relay it to me. Um, I want to give a shout out to <laughs> give a shout out to Amy because you know she fuck with me. And, you know I, I fuck with her. She really came through for me as far as like helping me out with this with this job position because you know motherfuckers in my job. You know you know how. Folks be and they do crazy shit and you know, uh. So she came through for me a couple of days ago and helped me level myself up at work. So I appreciate that. Uh, as always, I appreciate everybody who listens to the show, whether you're a hater or whether you love it. And um, I see y'all next week. Peace. Mm-hmm.